0: Welcome everybody second podcast. I apologize for the long delay. Unfortunately, I was working on another one and it just didn't happen, but this one is a go. I have an old friend, an old acquaintance of mine, one of the local wrestlers talent from one of the promotions that we have here. We have the Omen, Gabriel Lestat, and we are going to sit here and talk about a classic movie
1: as he's texting away. How you doing, Omen? I'm doing great. I'm doing absolutely great. So, yeah, I'm not texting. Is, is there a sound cut through? Or... <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it sounds like you're sitting there texting away. Oh, that's weird, because I'm not actually... Uh... Uh, yeah, I'm, oh, I'm, maybe I'm not even texting the phone right now, so... Oh. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Maybe it's just what's that? Is is it's whenever you talk, I think there's some sort of crackling. Is that what you're talking about?
0: Yeah, there's a little bit of crackling going on.
1: Huh.
0: Hmm. I I don't have the greatest setup right now. Um I was originally going to try and do this over um Skype and see if we could pull the audio from that that I mentioned on my Facebook yesterday that I was going to do some testing but unfortunately my computer has crapped the bed and the screen oh, died. Oh
1: jeez man, jeez.
0: Yeah, so that that didn't work. So we've got this right now and look I'm going to actually try something see if this might might change yeah, it a little yeah. bit. Put my headphones in see if that'll work. Um, so first question before we even mention the movie, you know, which movie I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. If, if that movie was to be made today in 2020 or 2021, do you think it would be better than the 1985 version?
1: Uh, see, here's the thing about that though, is, um, um, they played on a lot of things that aren't quite the same now. One of them is this is a Christmas movie. A lot of, like it is a Christmas movie, right? It's not basically Christmas. Yeah, like it's, it's based around the Christmas setting, and there's Christmas music playing. Um, the Gremlins even do caroling in the movie. Now this this is a Christmas movie, but and 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 as as much as I personally love the Christmas season, times have changed, and um and and people aren't as as into Christmas as they once were. So that would change a little bit. Another thing that that would depend on it is how. PG, they want to go. Keep in mind, this is one of the first movies where they actually did a PG thirteen rating. I, I, exactly. Yeah. So 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 it, it depends kind of how much they want to play to a child audience or how much they want to push the envelope. Because you watch you watch this uh, you watch this movie today, um, kids can watch it, but adults can watch it and be entertained. Sure, uh, there's, there's e- we just lost you for a second. Oh, can you hear me now? Yeah, we got gotcha. you. Bizarre, bizarre. Um, yeah, so so it's one of those things where where it all depends kind of what age group they're aiming for. If they're, if they're, if they're aiming for more of a, uh, um adult group, it's going to have to be a bit, bit darker, right? But the movie, if you, watch, if you yeah. watch it these days, if you watch it now, you can be entertained, and it's still kind of an adult movie too, right? Because there is a lot of stuff that's kind of twisted in it that happens, but it's nothing that goes over the top. Like There's no, no blood or anything like that. Um, and I think the director would be a big deal. If you had Spielberg uh, do this movie, just like he did, just like he originally did, um, I think I think it'd go well because he seems like someone who's more uh, um, family oriented. Like you've got movies like uh, um, like you've got movies like what can I think about here? Um, you got, you got Jurassic Park, Park is a good one. Yes, Jurassic Park is a good one. E.T. is another good one. You know, these are all ones where where the family can enjoy, but there's a lot of action. But then you get, let's say, if you get someone like Michael Bay in there, it's just explosions, and I, 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 <laughs> I, 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 I think more interest. Um, and and kids, kids would, kids, kids would totally be in because it'd be a lot of action, constant, constant action. But with Spielberg, he does a lot of storytelling with the characters, a lot of character development, so people get into the characters a lot more, right? So, yeah,
0: ab- ab- absolutely, one hundred percent. And the Omen did slip. And mention it in his in his speech there. We are talking about the Gremlins from 1985. Because that is a classic movie. Yes. And a- as you said, you know, back then it was one of the first movies to use the PG-13. If not the first <laughs> movie to use the PG-13 rating. You radio. might be right
1: about that, yeah.
0: A- and... It wasn't that it was gory or had any of the violence. It was just... It it was one of those movies back in the 80s that pushed, kind of pushed boundaries. Yeah, yeah. So, honestly, I think that if they wanted to, they could easily make it so that it's more family-orientated and have Spielberg... Not necessarily direct, but be involved with it somehow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because um, he, he is he is he is fantastic when it comes to his movies. You know, I, I, even today I still enjoy watching Gremlins and Jurassic Park.
1: Boy, oh, yeah. the, the first one,
0: the first one, you watch if not you watch
1: the T as well. Absolutely, oh, absolutely, absolutely brilliant.
0: So,
1: oh, wonderful.
0: I haven't actually seen E.T. in a number of years, but, I mean, those two movies were, um, they were great, they were great as a kid, they were
1: groundbreaking, Uh, they were, like, uh, like, look look, look at the, if, if we want to talk a little bit more about E.T. real quick, is you, Absolutely. you've got the video game, which is considered one of the biggest, which is considered <laughs> one, floss. one of the biggest flops, but at the same time, because everybody wanted to return it. But the sales, the initial sales were incredible, right? Yeah. Um, and the re- re- reason, reason was because the movie was so good, there was so much demand for it that they rushed a game out that wasn't ready in time and ended up being kind of an awful game which, yeah, it just one of those things so where it's a marketing thing, right? But the movie was such a hit. Cool. The movie was so groundbreaking. Jurassic Park, look, we still talk about it to this day. They still keep making these movies, right?
0: Yeah. And and, and, and I mean, if, but I mean, if you want to talk about Jurassic Park, if it wasn't for Michael Crichton, we wouldn't have Jurassic Park because Spielberg bought the Absolutely. rights from him or the studio did yeah. Oh, yeah. F- for the book, you know? So in that aspect, it is, 100% handshake deal where you can't have one with the, without the exactly. other. Exactly,
1: and, and the thing, thing about that is you've got uh, um, you need almost like uh, a perfect blend of, of the, the, the perfect minds. And that's kind of a good example of that. Cause if let's say the director, the producer or anybody else, even the actors aren't on the same page, the movie can be just horrendous, right? So you need, oh. so you need, you need the good party of people to work together. And, uh, and, and, and luckily enough, Gremlins is one of those movies where we uh, ended up getting that because it could have been really hokey. could have been one of those movies that, that everybody forgets about. Yeah,
0: exactly. And, and I mean, even today, you know, what is it? 35 years later, there are still people that were kids in the eighties that were born in the seventies or born in the eighties that will still sit there and watch it with their kids and,
1: and they won't and, be bored. That's the thing. They won't be bored. Because yeah. There's a lot of movies that don't age. Well. You know, like I, I can't tell you how many movies I've watched and, and I like I, I, that. I remember that were great. I watch now and it's like, this is just awful. This
0: is terrible. <laughs> you know? Well, exactly. And, or I mean, even movies that came out recently that have been terrible. Yeah. yeah. You know, that just died, mm. you know, and, or ones that we thought were absolutely terrible when they first came out. And all of a sudden, you know, five, six years later, they're cult classics. And one that I can think of right off the top of my head for that one is Mallrats. Yes. Yep. Yep. You know, when Mallrats hit the theaters in 95, it, they were dead opening weekend. Like, it, Like, they died. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, six years later after Kevin Smith did Chase and Amy and Dogma, boom, you know, rats and Clerks take yeah. off the sales for DVD and VHS just go through the roof because all of a sudden everybody's like, oh, my God, this guy's a genius. Well, we knew back in the 70s that Steven Spielberg was a genius. Yes, did, yeah. You know, because with him and if I'm not mistaken, he did Jaws, correct? Uh, I believe so. I believe so, Yes. yes so and i mean that one with the shark being as anim- animatronic as it was being hokey it was still a great it was movie
1: terrifying at that time how many people were afraid to go to water probably to this days with that in the back of their mind like not knowing what's under there what's under the water because you can't see right so that's that fear of not of 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 not knowing right and and he played off that very well that's one thing especially in in and i'd say the 70s and 80s one thing they did very well was playing the environment like if, if we're talking about the movies that kind of scare you a little bit uh like horror movies nowadays they go more on gore they go more on the, yeah. the, the jump scares but back then they used to work on the environment you know like let's say you got a tunnel like sorry a back alley with a light that's, that's that's dark and the light lights just flickering right it is the environment that that scares you and jaws was one of those where if you like if if, if you're if, if you're in like a tube in the water you don't know what's underneath and that played on that fear it was absolutely brilliant and it, it was it seemed i think, to me i think it was supposed to be more of a of a action movie that ended up being a bit of a horror movie at the same time it was it was brilliant it was brilliant absolutely brilliant.
0: definitely and which brings us back to the gremlins because the kid gets this little toy which by the way was the basis for the 90s phenomenon toy uh the Furbies. if you if you remember those.
1: Oh yeah absolutely yes yeah
0: and th- they were go on they were basically based on the gremlins.
1: Yeah and then you know what the and the thing is, is like you get this cute little thing you don't know what it is it's just a cute little animal you know like who wouldn't want that right and well exactly and and, and right away his, his father in in the shop kind of got zoned into it like like what is that and he like I need that. Like, the son would love that. You know, his son's already got a dog. I, like, he already had, had a pet. With which, which the dog in the movie is uh, absolutely adorable too. But, the, yeah. but, but you see this little thing, and it's almost like it's almost be like a, if you see like a little monkey, a little monkey. It's like I gotta have it. Thing that 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 that. I just it's it's just not not even it's not it's not even a toy. It's not even the novelty of having it. The thing's got my curiosity. You know what I mean? So and yeah, and it's it's they they did a really good job on that. And like I said, character development, right? Cause you've got the, uh, uh the old man. He didn't want to, to sell. That he didn't want to sell because it. because he, he, he didn't think he got the buys from the guy. He wouldn't be responsible for it. Cause we seem throughout the movie that, that there's a lot of responsibility with these little, these little mogwais, right. And, yeah. and how much destruction they can cost. And then the son of, of the, old, of the merchant, he, uh, he, he knows that. And this is character development. Uh, he knows that the, the 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 shopkeeper needs money so he sells it for i think it was 200 bucks yeah, yeah and it's, it's for and it's it's just a small part of the movie but it shows how good they are at, at making you understand each character itself cuz right there you understand the kid is actually doing it for his dad for the shop he's doing it, right and yeah. and the and the, and then the 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 father the inventor ends up bringing uh the Mogwai back to uh to his son as a christmas gift like, yeah it's just, it, was, it was like and that's all just a matter of a minute or two and like absolutely brilliant character development where they told a good story it isn't just a scene and another scene you actually start getting attached to these characters right off the bat
0: yeah I, I, and, and as the movie progresses you kind of feel bad for the kid when um when gizmo gets wet yes, yes. you know because all of a sudden all these little furries are popping off Gizmo and you don't know what the hell's going on the kid doesn't know what's going
1: on but he the thing about that though is he didn't seem too shocked he didn't seem like like he like he, he was surprised what happened but it was almost like okay i got a whole bunch of the cute little things what do i do with them it wasn't a sense of like uh, of 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 he wasn't scared right away he didn't see the dangers of it right away and that's what i thought was really cool he was like okay well i guess i got uh, a few more my what the hell do i do with these you know and and then he had his he had his buddy over uh I forget what the child's name was, but it was Corey Feldman that uh, yeah. later on was in like the Lost Boys and the Goonies. Uh, you yeah. Know, like, yeah. And, and, uh, and, and so it was, it's a nice little, uh, little. I can't even call it Kanyo because he was actually a very important part of the movie, but I uh, like a supporting actor, but it's one of those where who would have thought that that guy would eventually become a bit of bit, like a big movie star in just a few more years, right? As a kid.
0: Well, exactly. And this is this is one of the few movies that Feldman did without his buddy Corey Hayes, yeah. of the two Corey's fame because they were in the eighties, they huge, were
1: yeah.
0: huge. You couldn't you, you couldn't do one movie without having the other. Mm.
1: Yeah. And like and like and like you if you watch uh um like if if you watch Lost Boys, like they're the Frog brothers, you know, they're they're the yeah. vampire hunters, and they're just these little kids. You know?
0: Yeah. And you know, in, in the Lost Boys, at the beginning, you know, they're innocent little boys, and and then as the movie goes, they grow yes. up, if you they will, mature
1: with the story. Yeah,
0: yeah, and I mean the two sequels to the Lost Boys were absolutely oh. terrible. <laughs> I own, I own all of them. It's me but... too, and,
1: and let's just pretend that they never happened.
0: Yeah, and, and I don't blame them for that, but. <laughs> You know, talking about actors, one that I completely forgot was in the movie. Actually, two that I forgot were in Gremlins until I was going through the cast last night. Because it's been a number of years since I've watched Gremlins. Yeah. But Howie Mandel. Oh, really? Did the, yeah, he did the voice for Gizmo. Oh, that, you know
1: what, that actually makes sense, but I never would have guessed it. But that, now that you say it, I, 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 I can picture it in my head. I can hear it. The reason the, the the reason this is so fresh in my mind too is is that that's why I had to delay us uh, a, few, a a little bit but for our little chat right now is because um, I I just recently wanted to watch the movie before we ended up chatting, <laughs> and so I I've, I've got that I got Gizmo's voice and is like like fresh in my head and that that you know what that's a perfect that was the perfect voice for it so so good on them and and later on look at all how he Mandel succeeded by doing he even had his uh, his cartoon Bobby's World which was yeah, amazing! Was, I
0: love that. which. Yeah. Oh yeah, I mean, I was like 12 years old when that came yeah. out. I loved it.
1: Yeah, and that was it was, it. was one of my favorites. Yeah, classic, sorry, classic cartoon. Classic cartoon.
0: Oh, very much so. And another one that was in that did a voice that did voice acting for the Mugways was Michael Wils- uh, Winslow. Hmm. Pardon me, from Police Academy.
1: Was that the one that did all the voices?
0: That is the one that does all the sound effects.
1: Right on. that's awesome. That's cool. I've I yeah. never guessed that at all. never guessed that at all. Neither would I. And now, is he doing the voices for... for the Mogwai as well? Is he doing it for the Gremlins? Or maybe the Gremlins before they turned into Mogwai? Is
0: Mogwai uh, give me one quick sec here. I'm actually just going to pull up IMDB real quick on my phone.
1: Because it, it'd be interesting to know if Gizmo had one voice, which was Howie Mandel, and, and the other Mogwai. They turned into the Gremlins had his voice because I think that would have uh, really cool. Uh,
0: like I'm just scrolling through.
1: Sorry, Stripe had a different tone, right? So.
0: He did. Um, Stripe was actually done by Frank Welker, um, which he I know he's been in a lot of stuff. I just can't think of anything right now. Mm-hmm. Howie Mandel did the voice for Gizmo alone. Yes. No Mugwai. Um, Michael Winslow did voices for the Mugwise and Gremlins. Mm.
1: That makes sense because that guy's got a huge variety of... Oh Mm -hmm. my
0: god. You know, uh, sitting here earlier, I mentioned that you're one of the local wrestlers for one of the independent circuits here. Um, So I'm going to throw this in there. Chris Jericho says that he is the man of a million views. Michael Winslow is the man of a billion sounds. Because Michael Winslow can do oh yeah anything and everything and,
1: and anybody that, that that's kind of curious watch the Police Academy movies they're oh definitely and like and he's doing those voices sorry those, those sound effects and everything himself sure it's it, th- those movies didn't age well but but they're they're they're, they're still entertaining to watch but you him, yeah and his his skill level is incredible you know? yeah and
0: he, he just you know. It, it, I see Michael Winslow. I see two scenes from the first police academy. That's him sitting in the police car doing the, the automatic rifle sound. Yes, yeah, so I was
1: thinking that too.
0: <laughs> and him sitting on the bed playing a video game.
1: And wh- and- what noises was he making uh, when, uh, when, when they were in the academy? And the, the teacher, the, the guy who's the chief, he's, uh, trying, uh, um, he's, 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 he's trying to teach the school – and the guys and, and, and he Winslow was making uh, some sort of noise. I think it's like every time he he walks or moves or yeah yeah yeah
0: he's doing the squishy shoes. Yeah
1: yeah yeah, just so genius, absolute genius. And it- oh, absolutely. And you know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of because that was natural talent, right? It reminds me of like like we were talking about how Gremlins, if it was done today, how it would be done.
0: Yeah, be as good.
1: Think like it would be is another reason why ninja Turtles wasn't as good as it should have as it was it could have been was because too much cgi back then with those with those animals like sorry with with the puppets yeah and, animatronic uh, uh yeah the, the puppets they it looked real like sure sure it's mo- probably cost them a lot more to do and a lot more headaches but it looks real because it's something's physically there with uh with cgi you know it's fakes so you can't when you're watching the movie <clears throat> you're near you don't you don't buy into it like it's real you know you know you're still entertained by it but you just aren't buying it as real and it doesn't trigger that emotional response and that's another reason why i think if it was made today just like Ninja turtles if you watch the, the 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 three the original three Ninja movies third one obviously isn't going to be as good but uh but you you see the turtles in their suits yeah incredible. then you watch the, the the michael bay ones that were made later on the second one i didn't mind but the thing is you never buy into it that it's real yeah, But you watch the original Ninjaville movies and because the real suits and real people in those suits, it's uh, like you, you buy, you buy like this, this could really be happening. You know, you kind of, you kind of fall in fantasy land a little bit more. Oh, a-
0: absolutely. Um, I read actually on IMDb the other day, yesterday, um, that each one of those puppets, those animatronic puppets okay. cost upwards of 35 dollars thousand
1: dollars they
0: made their money back in spades even today oh definitely because i mean it's you got all these streaming sites and i mean they're not on it's not on there right now
1: yeah it's it got but you know netflix the thing is in order for me to watch it i had to actually buy it for like six bucks off of uh off of uh, youtube well it was more rent they want to charge 15 and it's like. I don't want to go to Walmart to buy the DVD right now, you know? So, yeah. so I decided to spend my money, but it's like right there, they made how many years later they ended up making uh, an extra six bucks off me. You know what I mean? So it's like, well, they wouldn't have it on there if they weren't. And it was on Netflix for a bit. And what the, it was is, is, is they had a contract sort for a while that they were making money. So to this day, they're still making money. So, yeah. So with, and I, and so so with, with the money that they spent then, they've made it back and so many times more. So it, it, to me, it's worth it because even today, I watched it and it still holds up. But if they use some cheesy graphics that, that didn't that didn't age well, because sooner or later, we're going to watch these movies that we think are like the graphics are really, really great. We're going to watch it in like 20, 30 years and we're going to be kind of like, ah, this wasn't as good. But yeah, with these, it worked. It still works today, you know? Oh, no, ab- absolutely! You know, and
0: I mentioned earlier that, or you mentioned it, and then I kind of split off of, of it. Um, the MPAA rating of PG-13. It was actually this movie and Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Wow! And
1: that, those were Spielberg too, huh? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, like, it's just, he was he was probably a bit of a visionary, very visionary in a sense, um, knowing like what it what it took to get the attention of the, of, of the audience. Right. Yeah. Like, cause, cause Indiana Jones could have made, been really, really, really hokey, you know, but it wasn't, it was adults watched it and loved it, you know, you know? But,
0: yeah. Well, it, you know, a lot, a lot of Spielberg's movies, you could sit there and no matter how old your kids are, as, assuming that they're, you know, like three or four years old and up, you can sit there and watch them with the kids
1: Oh, you know, and, and 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 you won't have to worry about them seeing anything as inappropriate because even if let's say Indiana Jones is uh, flirting with somebody, it's so innocent, right? Yeah. But at the same time, as a guy, you watch and you're adult, you're like, ah, he's the man. You know? Yeah. Well, it, it, <laughs> he's exactly. He's also Han Solo. You know what I mean? It's just like it's it's it, 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 it's really clever. It's like he's like it's Spielberg knows his audience, and it, at least it seems that way. And he's 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 been able to. Successfully show that for quite a while now, um, so you need someone like that. If you were going to make that movie today, you'd need someone like that to uh, to create the movie, not just someone who wants to just put out a movie. And I think that's what we're getting a lot today. Um, Ooh, absolutely, we are. We're getting way too many that are just like, "eh, it's a movie, let's a film it." And makes too. A lot of them are remakes, right? And because of that, when people when, – when, when when movies are remade, it's almost like we almost roll our eyes because it's like, oh, they're butchering, butchering another one of our, uh, our the classics from decades ago or three decades ago, right? Well, exactly. And
0: one that I actually watched and I haven't watched since and kind of why my podcast – this podcast has gone on for so long without another one mm-hmm. is because I watched this one and I just – I was like, oh, great, you know, he's coming out with another movie. I can't wait for it. And then I started watching it, and I'm like, oh, God, I can't wait for this to end. They crush your dreams. <laughs> exactly. And it was – the movie that it was was the Jay and Silent
1: Bob reboot. I didn't watch it yet. I did not watch Don't. It. Yeah. Uh, it's – That's a shame because Kevin Smith, I love him. He's, he's So do he's I. fantastic.
0: So do I. Like, I have all of the movies, and – uh, this one, I'm gonna buy it, and I'm gonna keep it in the, in the plastic. Just to say that I have yeah. this whole, yeah, Viscu universe set yeah. from Clerks to this terrible
1: movie that well, is like he just shit out over a weekend. It's 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 kind of like when people were anticipating uh, Star Wars Episode One, where it's like everybody's so stoked for, oh man, it's been it's 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 it's, it's coming up up on nearly 30 years since the last Star Wars movie. This is great. This is great. And then it didn't hold up. Not, 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 not from not what people's expectations are, right? And, yeah. Uh, and then to me, in my opinion, Clone Wars was good. The second one was good. And then the third one was just very rushed. So it really wasn't that good with a lot of potential. Yeah. And it's like, it's like, man, you know, like if you're going to make these movies, you got to make them right. Which means you got to have the right directors. You got to have the right producers. Uh, the, like everybody's got to understand. We've got to take our time with this and uh, uh yeah and, and and a lot of times it just does doesn't work and 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 with uh with everybody that uh that on on previous like on, on spielberg movies for the most part um it, it seems like he has the perfect balance of of everybody he works with there you know like i i don't know what's going on behind the scenes but the product comes out spectacular for a lot of those movies.
0: oh absolutely and sitting there talking about the movie being rushed, you know, you you mentioned right off the top that gremlins was a Christmas themed movie. It was, they were originally going to release it around Christmas, but their competing studio had a blockbuster movie coming out in the summer. And our, our studio had nothing for that summer. So they pushed it. They fast tracked it from, being released at Christmas to being in the summer. Oh man!
1: So that, like this could have been a disaster.
0: This could have been an absolute <laughs> disaster. What,
1: what, what, what was the movie that they wanted to uh, go up against? Do you, do you know?
0: Ghostbusters. Oh,
1: oh no way! Okay, there we go. Yeah, man, what a time to be alive to have both those movies come out at the same time. I know. Yeah, yeah. but the thing is, is, is here's the thing: is think of it this way. If you know Gremlins is going to be a hit, and you know they're going to have Ghostbusters be a hit why not let them have their release date not have your release date around the same time and then have your release date around christmas time like you originally planned because the thing is is if, if this is if you think about it because i know during the summer there usually comes a whole bunch of movies that are released all at once and they all compete against each other right summers yeah really good for that but in this case i um, like like what, what i wonder what their what their what the reasoning was to let the other uh um the other studio, um, like to try to compete with them, because because knowing that that they're having to, having a blockbuster, why would you rush yours yours out? Because now you're splitting the the money, getting dispersed. You know what I mean?
0: I, I think honestly, I think that that's what it was
1: was it's it's all about the money. Mm. But you you'd actually in this again. I'm not in I'm not in that industry, so I'm not sure. But in my mind, you might get more money if you don't go head to head against another blockbuster for the reason, well, for the reason that uh, let, 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 let's say I'm going to the movies and let's say I have a family and we're going to the movies, I have to choose between these two incredible movies. So only one of them might get my money as opposed to um, if this month, this movie comes up, I'm going to spend money on it with family. So they get all that money. And then next yeah. month, the other movie comes up and you know, boom, exact same thing that everybody gets probably depending on how, how, how it was split, maybe double what they did originally it's just it's just there's just a, just a thought right there but again no. they, they obviously know more than i do because they're involved in an industry it might be one of those things where it's more of a competition in in which uh um which studio ends up uh it's all, 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 almost like waving their big you know like it's like a pissing contest
0: you know who would win it, and they might be it, that too. It, it a- absolutely it is you know and that's my thinking on it too was that Universal or whoever put out uh, Gremlins was just like, you know what? Let's just, this is a great movie. We love it. Let's, let's just go in and destroy Ghostbusters.
1: Yeah, yeah, that might have been it too, right? You know. Yeah,
0: absolutely, exactly, and because
1: Ghostbusters, I don't think they expected to be as much of a hit as it was.
0: Um, I, I, I don't think it was either. You know, the budget for gremlins was 11 million dollars estimated hmm. you know and the gross domestic opening week uh the gross domestic for it was 153 million dollars so they made more than they
1: more than enough money on it yeah 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 more enough to pay off for those uh robust uh green little creatures
0: right? <laughs> exactly
1: uh, you, 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 here's the thing too though and this is one thing that, that uh, um, we tend kind to of forget is, uh, I don't know, have you ever, have you seen on Netflix, they had the documentary, uh, uh, it was like a movie series documentary called uh, The Movies That Made Us. You know what, I have that on my list.
0: I think Which I've was... watched a couple episodes of it. it. They
1: got one on Ghostbusters and I haven't seen it for a while, but, um, but I, I, I really don't, I, I really think either the studio was in trouble financially. Uh, so it needed to be a hit, but I, uh, or it was either that or they just didn't put much money into the movie, and uh, um, I, I think it was, it's either one of those two. So it really means it really goes to show you like how um, they they they're basically like that's like David and Goliath in a sense of movies, right? Where where not, that's a bad analogy, but it's like it was one of those things where the movie yeah. wasn't expected to be that good. It never had as much support as it needed, and it was an absolute hit. You know like it 's almost like like Star Wars, the, the first one how they joke around because George Lucas got one hundred percent of the uh, uh, commercial commercial uh, um, um, rights and whatever, just so that way he 'd make money off all the merchandise because they the studio didn 't even believe in him, and then, yeah and he, he, he's, he's, he was the one laughing in man too, right, so that might have been the situation I, I really don 't remember the exact situation with Ghostbusters, but I think it was one of those where they, didn't ex- they it wasn 't expected to be as much of a hit, so maybe. Just maybe by releasing Gremlins, they just wanted to crush that and guarantee them because because sometimes uh, sometimes these movies being a flop is uh, is what dis- like what makes the studio go under because was it uh, Titan AD, i think was the movie where it wasn't as good as it did. it was a good movie but it never got the uh, never drew as much as it did and it made one of the companies go go bankrupt. Uh, it might be I
0: never saw Titan, so I, I can't say
1: yeah I, I, I think I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain that that 's the movie where where they put so much money into the movie because they needed a hit and it wasn't and they ended up uh, and it was a great movie, but it didn't make the money it needed, and then they ended up going under. So a lot of times these uh, uh, movie companies, especially back when there was a lot smaller ones trying to make it, they would invest in these movies being like crossing your fingers like we need this to make it we need this to make it and then sometimes it doesn't and then i guess here we have uh, ghostbusters and gremlins and they knocked it out of the ballpark right so oh
0: absolutely and i just looked it up yeah i've still got it up on my screen here ghostbusters budget was almost three times as much
1: as gremlins yeah. it
0: was a 30 million dollar production so this
1: might have been this might been one of those movies where they needed it to be an absolute hit because it could have buried the the, uh um competition yeah this the stick well could it, if it was a flop it could, it could yeah it could have been buried there right okay. and like it, like now you've got almost a monopoly on most of the um uh, most of the uh, movie companies right you know because a lot of other a lot of the ones that we uh, we we enjoyed like like in the 90s and early 2000s have been bought out because that's the way businesses work right when you know well exactly it's, just, it's just like the the everybody, everybody wants to keep growing right so you buy the competition else now they're, they're not competition you keep growing and look at disney you know like they bought everybody you know or so, wwe yes exactly right? <laughs> yeah, yes yes if we want to talk wrestling exactly right you know like like they they they, they try to buy every single uh uh wrestler out there that uh, that they can see be my threat if they go somewhere else and it's just it's one of those things where if it's that's that's the world we live in, right? In, in business, and and a lot of times, the movies back then it was kind of do or die, you know. Well, you, exactly. Yeah. And both studios, I mean, they flourished
0: in the eighties off those two movies. Yes, because it was what did I say? Like a hundred and some odd million dollars for Gremlins. Yeah. Domestic. It was two hundred forty three uh, two hundred forty three million dollars. And w- that Ghostbusters made domestic. And that
1: was while they were in theaters, right?
0: I believe so, so yes. How
1: much, so, so the question is, is I, don't, I don't need to look it up, but it's one of those things. Then you've got to think about um, how much do, did they make off of VHS? How much did they make off beta? How much did, did they make off uh, uh, DVDs, HD DVDs, box sets, video games? Because they had that one for Xbox 360 with, the, with, with most of the voices being the original voices. It's, 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 it's like, to this day, they're still making money. Halloween costumes. There's another one, you know? Yeah. Like, like they had their cartoon. They had two cartoons. They had a Canadian version and an American version with two different cartoons. Like, what? Yes. I, I did not know that. And, and don't watch the Canadian one. It's awful. The American <laughs> Because I remember when I was younger, watch, watching watching Ghostbusters, and for some reason, there were some times where I'm like, this is... I'm a kid, and I, I don't want... I'm, I'm watching this because it's a cartoon, but it's so boring. It was the Canadian version. The American version is much better. Oh, yeah. Let's well, just, just see if you can maybe find it online and watch some episodes. It was actually entertaining. It was, a lot of, it was a lot of fun. I will have to look into that. Yeah. and uh But the thing is, like to this day, they're still making an absolute... Uh, I can't say maybe not an absolute fortune, but they're definitely making making a profit now to that movie that they invested so much back then and just in the theaters they made their money back uh keep in mind mind, around the year 2000 when dvds when there was uh uh, dvds hd dvd and blu-ray were all kind of competing from like like around between i'd say probably between 2000 2010 like of course dvds was most of that and but then later on they brought in the competition of hd and blu-ray and Mm -hmm. uh it like most of those was, they didn't make their money in the movie theaters. They were making their more, the companies were making more money off the DVDs. So they didn't care too much about how long the movie is in the theaters. Because they yeah. make their money off the DVDs more than they do in the movie theaters. So with Ghostbusters, people want to, wanted to have that movie, right? So, so look at how much they made in, in VHS. Then when VHS be- was obsolete, they'd buy it again for on DVD or Blu-ray.
0: Or, or even back then when we did have the VHS, you would watch it so many times that you would wear the tape out. Yeah, that's true too. That's and, true. And, and you'd have to go and buy it
1: again. Or, or your, v- or your VHS, uh, rec- uh so your VHS would end up uh, eating the, the tape, so you'd have to. Oh it. my. <laughs> yeah, you'd have to buy two whole new things. You know, and not just just think, think about this too though. Is whenever they playing playing on TV, they get money for it. Right. So, so absolutely. Yeah. I mean,
0: it's not a huge amount, but they it's still fun. get,
1: and it's and the fun. actors and the
0: actors still get royalty from it when it is on TV. If,
1: if, if they're smart, <laughs> I'm sure, I'm sure all yeah. of them do, but it's like, but it's like, uh, um, Arnold Schwarzenegger, he talks about the movie Twins. Um, him and Danny DeVito thought it'd be such a hit, and Arnold Schwarzenegger wanted to go into, well, he didn't want to be typecast anymore. So he's seen this comedy, a script, this comedy, and he said, um, I think it was, don't pay him anything. Um, him and Danny DeVito were going to work next for, for absolutely nothing. Um, but, the, but as long as they get, I think it was like 60% or maybe even more of that of, uh, of the uh, revenue that they make off, uh, off the movie. And, huh. uh, and, and Arnold Schwarzenegger, in, in, his, uh, in his hour-long speech in Sydney, talks about how Danny DeVito go in the office and the uh, the guy that deals with the money, the, I don't know if it's a producer or whoever. Uh, he goes in the office. He bends over. He's like, "Have at her." Because <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, is like, is 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 like they had such little faith in this movie because it just seemed like a cheesy comedy. But they, but Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny Vito seemed such a. They they had their vision of it. Of 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 we could really do these characters and make it and and do a good job on it. We see his potential. It looks hilarious and just just like we said about star wars the studio didn't believe in it it's like hey you want to quit for free look at these jackasses right here exactly you
0: You know and arnie arnold is one of those actors that unfortunately he's always going to be typecast as as that big guy
1: that even even if it's even if it's a comedy look at uh, Kinderg- he's still that. The, he becomes a superhero, you know. Like uh, he, he, even if it's a comedy, he'll always be throwing in that that role. It just it suits him. It's like
0: well, exactly, you know. And th- I think the only movie that he really wasn't that superhero was Kindergarten Pop. and that was a that was a cheesy ass movie. But you know, but, but it was one of those funny ones that you. You you watch it and you're like, oh my god, this is going to be absolutely terrible, and you find yourself laughing at moments, oh, great. not because I, it's a stupid laugh, but because I it's actually.
1: Enjoy the movie. I still remember. But you know what though, if you watch the 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 opening introduction of him, I think it's even the opening scene. He's a badass cop, and he you know like he's 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 got this scruffy beard uh like he 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 looks like someone you don't want to mess with it's a neat story of 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 him going and basically being like uh this big tough guy who's a police officer can't handle these kids you know And and it ends up being becoming a very positive uh wholesome um, um story like for you know like for for kids and everybody and it has some some cheesy jokes or thing but it's one of those things where even in that movie he's a bit of a badass especially at the beginning right so yeah definitely yeah. so he's stuck he's stuck with that but it's better to be stuck with that than 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 being known as like some uh, uh, like like Pee Wee Herman or something like that. You know what I mean? Because then you're stuck with something you don't want, right? Well, exactly. And
0: I mean, even back in the '80s, a lot of us kids. I don't know. Were you born in? When were you born?
1: Mid '80s. Uh, 1923. Okay. Well, <laughs> 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 we'll, we'll, well. We'll we'll stick with that. Yeah, we'll but, we'll go but, with that. But, uh, but I, I, I'm i I'm, I'm aware of most of the stuff in the 80s, though.
0: Works for me. Mm-hmm. You know, as a kid growing up, I was born in 81. So, you know, you're talking about being aware of a lot of stuff going on in the 80s. You know, I was a huge fan of Pee Wee Herman. Yes. Because he was just one of those likable characters as a kid.
1: Yeah, Paul Rubin, right? Yes,
0: yeah, Paul Rubin. And another one, too, may he rest in peace, Jim Varney, Ernest. He yeah. whirl, Yep. You know, Jim Varney was, even to this day, you mentioned his name, and everybody's like, you're, you're going to get the, oh, wasn't he Ernest? Yeah. Yes. Yes, he was. Because that's, know what I mean,
1: Vern? <laughs> exactly you know what I mean for yeah well, you okay. know and But see here's the thing it's like some people are typecast and they love it and they enjoy it you know and i think he was one of those for all I know again I didn't know I don't know him but but then you got someone like uh, Paul Rubin he tried being serious in or a little i can't it was still comedy but he tried being more serious in uh uh mystery men it was it was it was, it oh, was i it forgot was he different. was in that yes it was different from what he normally did but it just it's one of those things where you see him but you still think P Hermes. like it's like it's like don't give him that role. So unfortunately even in our minds you typecast him. You know, so it's like it's so some guys do want to get stuck in a role. Uh Orange, Orange Schwarzenegger is one of those where I think he just he enjoyed everything he did, but he didn't want to be typecast as just, you know, Conan or or the Terminator, you know, he wanted to be a little bit more diverse. And I think he pulled it off with like, like, like you made mention to kindergarten copies. It showed that he can be in comedies. Cause I'm sure that probably helped lead up to getting the, uh, the, the spot on uh, jingle all the way, which I, 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 I think hilarious. I think it's a good movie. Yeah. I, I, I haven't
0: seen that one either. Um, the one thing that I do like it's a good uh, Christmas
1: movie, watch it for Christmas. This- this it, it's one of those where if you, if, if if you just want to chill and just and watch a christmas movie and you see it's on TV just give it a chance keep in mind it's going to be cheesy as hell but it's kind of it's, it's it's got that feel good uh uh, uh moment to it. and it's got it's got uh, uh um Phil Hartman in it too so. Oh, okay oh well yeah so so Troy McClure from Simpsons right so yes
0: yeah which definitely Hartman is one of those actors that
1: no matter what you put him in, he's gonna be legendary. He, he, yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, As a legend, absolute legend. Um, but we're getting off track here. What about? Oh, uh, my
0: phone goes. <laughs> hey, like,
1: yeah. That, that that's usually what happens to me. Is 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 I just start talking, and then we're like, hey, what about this? What about this? What about... It just webs in a whole bunch of uh, like branch stuff in a whole bunch of different conversations. So oh ab- <laughs> a- a- absolutely i had like i had
0: no intention of this just staying on grandlands like okay
1: good okay good, like, good. I-, I knew with- that this I'm would happen because
0: i'm the ver- i'm very much the same way okay because I'm, I'm
1: i'm i'm fine with either or so like <laughs> I'm, honestly, I'm good with just chatting i'm all good with that so well
0: exactly and there, there's one actor and I, and I mentioned it with paul rubin in mystery men going oh he was in that there's an actor that everybody forgets about that was in Gremlins, even though he m- played a major role. And that was Judge Reinhold. Hmm. And he was in... Oh, I'm going to have to look it up now. But he was in a... There was one movie that he was... Or a TV show or something that he was in. Are you talking about
1: oh. the, the, the police officer?
0: Uh, I believe he might've been a police
1: officer in it. So there's, there's uh, there's a, cause his, his dad is a famous, uh, the, the, the guy that played his, his father, uh, Billy's father is also famous. Actor. I can't remember the name. I can't even tell you. Zach
0: Galligan, Galligan. Give me one quick sec here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so judge Reinhold played Gerald Hopkins. Yeah, Zach Galligan played Billy Peltzer, who was the father of the boy. Yeah. Or, wait, no. Because the boy's name was Billy. Yeah, sorry. that That's my bad. I got things mixed up. Yeah. Hoyt, Hoyt Axton played Randall Peltzer, who was the father.
1: Yeah. Because so yeah, that... we, we've seen that actor all over the place, especially around that time. And yeah. The actors, they just... Uh um they eventually just like they're they're supporting I'm, I'm i'm assuming because hollywood especially back then was probably a smaller community so a lot of the actors get the the same like uh, a lot of the same actors get a lot of the roles right you know but yeah there's so many of them that you just you look back now it's like yeah hey, I, I remember that guy from this movie this movie this movie and then they just kind of disappeared whether they passed on quit the business or or uh or whatever it may be it's you look back you're know, like wow like yeah, I never realized this actor's in here and, and he just looks so familiar. I don't even know his name. don't even know what else he was in, but he, he looks so familiar because I know I've seen him in other movies. Well,
0: exactly. And and that's why I love IMDb because it's like, oh, I recognize them. So you, you, you pull up the TV show or the movie and you're like, oh yeah, I saw them in this movie. The movie sucked, but they were good.
1: Yes, yes.
0: And uh Judge Reinhold was in... Beverly Hills Cop, one and two. He he played uh Billy Rosewood, which was, I can't think of off the top of my head, but Judge Reinhold went on to bigger fame with the Santa Claus with Tim Allen. Okay, yeah. And, yeah, it was just... I completely forgot that judge Reinhold was in that movie until I watched it mm-hmm. and went and watched the Santa Claus. And I was like, Oh yeah. Okay. Duh. You know, type thing.
1: And a lot of times you don't even le- learn the names. Like, like that yeah. name, that name doesn't sound familiar to me as here's, here's something about familiarity too, though, especially back then they don't do now, which I wish they would do now <laughs> is the theme, the theme of movies that, uh, and they did it for cartoons all the time. Then they did they, they they did it for movies. Then too is a theme to get you hooked, yeah. you know, um, so that way you remember it. You hear that music and you remember. It. Ghostbusters was a great example, but uh, but like uh, this is another one. The Gremlins is another one where it's like, hold on, on, hold on, I'm in. right? You hear that and instantly think Gremlins, and it's something that's memorable. If you if if you watch it or hear it, it can get stuck in your head throughout the entire day. It's genius and it's good. So it's not like a bad tune that gets stuck in your head. It's like please get out. It's one of those where like this is this is this I like this. This is all right. The Ghostbusters is another one of those names, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, I just lost a couple of the last things you were saying because my headphones and my phone were doing stupid stuff.
1: Well, but so so basically, what it was based a quick run like a. Let's repeat myself a little bit. Is uh, the one thing that that movies and cartoons did back then that they don't do, that they don't do now, is the music. Uh, yeah, like like a like a, uh, a song that gets stuck in your head that you like. It's not garbage. You like. They even did it all the way up to we were talking about Spielberg. Look, he's he, he did Gremlins. He, we hear that dun 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 gets stuck in your head. E.T. has its theme. You hear that, and, 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 and you know E.T., uh, he did the same thing with Jurassic Park. You yeah. hear that music, and it gets in better in you, and it's, it's, a good, it's, it's a good music. Uh, but and it gets you kind kind hooked gets onto, onto that movie. And it gets stuck in your head. So it's yeah. like a good feel by the movie, a good feel by the, by the music, and that way one reminds you of the other. Indiana Jones is another one. Dun-dun-dun-dun, dun Right? You hear that. Yep. It gets stuck in your head. Star Wars did it. You know, like they did that back then that they don't do now.
0: With the, yeah,
1: absolutely. You know, and for me,
0: it's the music is a huge thing because I love music. I'm not yeah. one that I, I don't have a favorite artist because I just like music. If I, and I, I, I talked to Chad Kroger about this one day. Um, from Nickelback, mm-hmm. and i because I ran into him while I was working a venue that he was doing a show at, right. and I said honestly like i 'm not a fan of you guys. do I like some of your songs? yes, mm-hmm. but that doesn 't make me a fan of you that just make, means that I like the music
1: mm-hmm.
0: and it, to me it 's if if a- song, if a movie has a great soundtrack to it i'm gonna buy that soundtrack
1: yes yes
0: and i'm gonna get that studio more money
1: (laughs) here's an example here's an example when the movie rockstar came out, i didn't i didn't even know anything about it coming out up until i had uh uh movie central which is on star choice right so sadly and uh so it came out and i watched it on there and i that was, that was my introduction to actually, out of all things, Bon Jovi. Because I heard Living on a Prayer on there. I'm like, that's so awesome. Nice. At that time, it's like things like Napster was still a thing. Uh, <laughs> but, but but the thing is, is and, and so was Morpheus and, and Kazaa and, and other downloading streams. But the thing is, if you didn't know what the song was or who the artist was, um, you'll never find it. You'll never find yeah. it. So I ended up... Uh, going to the uh, going to the store that sold cds and i looked for it couldn't find it and for some reason i was just pacing back and forth i'm like i'm missing it, i'm missing it so then i go up to the counter and i'm telling you i waited there for probably about 45 minutes to an hour they probably thought i was going to steal something because i was hanging out there and it was just bugging me i'm like i'm like i gotta get this cd i gotta get this cd i go up to them like hey i'm looking for this do you guys have it yeah we have it in the back haven't even brought it out yet so i bought it and and uh and it, of course, I became a huge Bon Jovi fan after that because they had a whole bunch of good music back then. And uh, and but but thing is, is, is 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 like right there, it shows you that the movie, the, the the music to the movie, can be just as as important as the movie itself. Um, just like how we were talking about the environment of the movie.
0: You, Absolutely,
1: it, it's a horror movie. It's a school. The you can't you can't see anything down the hallway except for this light that, that flickers a little bit. And then, and then once it flickers, you see a dark shadow, and then it, the light goes out, flickers, dark shadow is closer. yeah, And then flickers, dark shadow is gone, right? That's playing on the environment. And the, the music is just as important because it makes you feel good. It gives you the type of emotions. It triggers the emotions uh, that, that, that connect with the movie. So that way you watch the movie, you, and, and you get a good feel of it. You you hear the music; it reminds you of those memories.
0: Ab- right? Absolutely,
1: so it and triggers something, which is something it, they don't do now.
0: It, it, absolutely, and you know, back in in the nineties, my grandparents had a piano in their basement. So when I was there in the summers, I would sit there and go down to the piano, and I would start playing the do doo doo <laughs> doo 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 yeah that. on the piano, and. My cousins were all like, what are you doing? I'm like, I don't know. I heard this somewhere and this is all I've
1: been doing. I can't, I, I, I don't know. Yes. <laughs> you know? It's almost and, like planting a, yeah, uh, a, very much. So yeah. Like planting something in your, in, in your mind and, and it just keeps triggering a memory whether you know where it comes from or not. It's like, I can't tell you how much I, uh, I enjoy the, uh, top gun soundtrack. I think it's oh. the best soundtrack ever. Right. And and it's it's top to bottom like that. That album is incredible. And a lot of people don't like the movie, but they love the soundtrack. Right. And I I enjoyed the movie and the soundtrack. So it goes together. But that soundtrack is actually what keeps the movie alive to this day. They, you know, they're they're releasing that new Top Gun movie, Maverick with Tom Cruise. And it's like, would that have been? The, the case today if it wasn't for the song danger zone because hell like even even in the cartoon uh, archer they, they, they keep bringing up danger zone right you know yeah. like it's just, it's just like if it wasn't for that soundtrack would that movie even be mentioned today you and i might really enjoy it maybe even not maybe, maybe because the if its soundtrack wasn't the soundtrack that it was would it have gotten forgo- would it have become forgotten by this time and there's a good chance of that too
0: You absolutely, you know, and I, I got nothing for that because you just hit it.
1: (laughs) Would 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 Star Wars be as much of a hit if it wasn't for the music and instrumental and the orchestra and everything? Maybe not actually. You know what I mean? It's it's everything. A combination of everything ties in, and the soundtrack is something that plays after the movie. You can have in your car. You can have. You can hear on the radio or or wherever it may be. And, and that is actually triggers the response in, in, in a, like remind you of the movie and the memories. Cause that's one thing. It reminds you of the memories of how much you enjoyed the movie.
0: Definitely. And you know. not only that, but there's certain songs that can play during the movie that just hit you emotionally. And I'm because they, because it works with your life and yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to pull one out right out of my ass and it's not even a movie song it's a song of a canadian wrestler mm. and that's judas by fozzy mm-hmm. also by chris jericho yeah i love that song
1: yep yeah. well that's another thing it's like if to tie it into wrestling is entrance themes sonkel c boston oh you hear the glass break bret hart you hear the guitar riff yeah, you know, HBK, you hear the beginning of his music. That stuff triggers that emotion. You know, like, I, I can't tell you how. Like, when I was when I was younger, I had a little tape recorder. And when, when the folks weren't home, I played uh, a uh, video that I was recording that I had on VHS or that I recorded off TV of Shawn Michaels' theme song. And I turned it up all the way, hit record, and it was a bad recording on the table. Bad recording on the table, but at least. Sorry, that's just my little mutt. Um, all that, good. But at least we had the uh, at, at, at least I had it so that way when I went uh, downstairs to to jump on the uh, um, oh. to jump on the uh, uh, the spare mattresses oh. we had there to pretend I'm wrestling or whatever. Like I had things like that playing. It creates yeah. that that emotion. The thing is, is if if you hear the Indiana Jones, uh, music, you know, what, actually, let's go see. it so let's go see to us. You yeah. hear the music. It gets you excited.
0: Oh, but very I, much but if, so. But if
1: I say Stone Cold Steve Austin, it takes you a moment to think about what you liked about him. Like it's you, you try to look for a memory, but you have tons of them, but you try to look for the memory. You yeah. know, yeah, same with the Rock and everything. But you hear the music, and immediately it triggers that emotion of "fuck yeah." Even part, part of my language. Part of my oh, language, you're but, you're good. My uh, first well, yeah, episode, we were it, dropping f bombs all but, over. <laughs> but <laughs> it, but it, it it gets that emotion. Uh, yeah, like, like, like instantly, instantaneously, and that's why the music is so important. That's why reverting back to things like Gremlins, the music, without even thinking, you can even forget about what happened in the entire movie, but you hear and you think Gremlins. That's why music is actually so important in movies and well, wrestling and, and so many other things. Marketing, if if you have the right music, is genius, and that's one thing with movies nowadays that they've lost and the Ninestrels that that came out with Michael Bay. No, 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 no music uh, theme that I can even think of. Other the only thing I think Ninja is is I think the cartoon. I yeah. have that music embedded in my head. Um, and then the first movie that came out with the Ninetails, they had uh, they had Vanilla Ice come out with a song. It wasn't very good, but they tried. But then they had that song uh, "Turtle Power" by uh, I think I think it was like Master P or something like that. <laughs> but but that was and, and the video was really good. But it's like. Even back then, they were they were releasing music that got you emotionally attached to the to the movie to the product they were releasing. Yeah, one thing nowadays, it's almost like uh, I'm, I'm I'm thinking with because imagine if if I know I know with uh, uh Marvel's Ragnarok, they had that uh, they used uh, um, um, Led Zeppelin for to advertise it. Which oh no 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 that no, they did for that they had a scene with that but uh, DC did it, DC did it using, uh, for Justice League. Oh, okay. I, I, I didn't think the song fit for the advertisement, but thing is, like, at least there, like, I'm remembering that, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's, it, it, it's super smart to, uh, to to have good music, something that, that reminds you of the movie. And nowadays, imagine if Marvel, their, their lead-up all the way to the Infinity Wars was absolutely genius. It was genius. But what if... What if they had a theme song that uh, that was almost like the Star Wars theme song, where at the beginning of the movie they'll always play it, like kind of like at the beginning of every Marvel movie, they have that thing that shows Marvel, you know, they, yeah. that 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 uh, shows their logo and it plays, and you almost get excited for it. But Star Wars, dun 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 dun, dun, dun it, you're right, it, and yeah, it, it, it's that Marvel. Imperial March yeah, that too. And they, like, it gets you excited. And it's like, that's one thing movies uh, are missing today is definitely back then, back then. They'd spend money on getting an orchestra to, to, to do a theme song for them. And imagine now how much, how, how much these movies nowadays would leave an impact on us. But unfortunately it just seems like they just want to pump out movies. It's just, it's, it's more uh quantity over quality. Um, uh, ab- absolutely. I agree. Yeah. Um, I'm going to, End
0: this here just because I'm having technical difficulties on my end. I'm hoping that everything sounds good in the final product of it this. We'll chat again. What's that?
1: If it doesn't, we'll just chat again. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. I, I don't even edit
0: this, I just kind of like finish it and just throw it up onto the app and let them distribute it. Yeah. So,
1: um, so what, what, I, what, I, what I would do is uh, I'd probably, because uh, it's whenever you talk. So yeah. I think it might be the micro, the, the your microphone. It That's might it be. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it is a it, like, it isn't that bad. Like the more we get into it, the more you kind of forget about that. Right. So, so it's all right. It's all good. Yeah. Yeah, man. But yeah, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can, we can end the chat today. Like yes. right now. And, uh, and then, uh, we can always chat again in the future. I, I'm um, down for that.
0: if anybody wants to reach you on social media.
1: Yeah. Okay. So if you want to hop on my socials, um, oh. so, so you can, you, you can, you can chat. Hold on a yeah, man. Time out. It
0: just happened again. Try that again.
1: All right. <laughs> okay. So, so you, so if you, if my socials. You want to check out my social handles. Uh, my social handle for Twitter is at Omen Lestat. Okay. Because right? the character's name is uh, the the Omen Gabriel Lestat. Uh, if you want to check out my Facebook, it's Omen Gabriel Lestat. Up on there. Follow me. I always post stuff up on on there. Uh, if you want to check out uh, my YouTube, I know I've got my match with. Against Scott Steiner on there. I got matched with Valvinas. Uh, once this uh, uh, whole pandemic lifts, I'll be heading back to Mexico because I haven't had a chance to really show people what I've got, what I've, basically what I got in my, my Arsenal since I've been in Mexico. So uh, I got my stuff on YouTube, some of my stuff, some more older stuff at The Omen Gabriel Lestat. So again, the channel for uh, YouTube is The Omen Gabriel Lestat. And lastly, one of my favorites is Instagram. And I'm on there every Monday at five o'clock p.m. Mountain Time. To I usually I just have live chats just for an hour. Where I bring on a wrestler or whatever. We just we just uh, shoot the whatever, just combo. Um, and that my my Instagram is omen underscore g underscore lestat. And yeah, and those are my socials. And I'm always throwing my stuff on there, having fun with it because man, I just I love that stuff. And right now, uh, I think we need as much. Uh, distraction as possible while you know the world's kind of uh burning and while eventually <laughs> when we went and we just gotta survive the, the 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 little bit of a roller coaster we're on right now and it'll, it'll get better in time we just gotta tough it out now we gotta do it together so let's entertain ourselves right
0: well exactly and that's kind of why i started doing the podcast too during this was just entertainment and just to share stupid shit hey, something,
1: I, something i always say is if uh, I, hopefully I'm entertaining you guys, and because you know, like, but at the same time, it's like you guys keep me sane, so it kind of goes uh, goes hand in, in hand. And yeah, man. so I I, I totally get it because it keeps you uh, from losing your mind, and it gives people something to uh, listen to and just sit back. Or even if they're doing their uh, laundry, washing their dishes, eating, um, playing video games, have this play in the background, and that way they can hear you chat uh with people like myself and uh and kind of be distracted in the moment i've been listening to, i've been listening to, to conversations like podcasts like i've been listening to joe, joe rogan jim Cornette, and jr and a few other people while i'm working out it's, it's yeah one of things where we're, i'm actually learning from this stuff you know getting people's points of views on stuff so it's like this stuff what you're doing right now this right here the people are listening to it's wild it's it's it's, it's just something where uh um um we, we get to know each other more but distracts you we learn each other's point of views and right now one of the biggest things we need to know is we need to understand is 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 we need to listen to each other's point of views instead of just, <laughs> just just calling people out for stuff right and, well, and i love this i love this right now right now it's one of those things where we're 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 shedding light in a moment of darkness and we need stuff like this
0: exactly so on that note guys thank you for listening please Leave a five-star rating on whatever platform you guys are using. It really does help. And if you want, follow me on Twitter at JRE780. And on that note, guys, I'm going to head out of here. Oman's going to head out of here because he's got to eat because, you know, he just came from the coffin a couple hours ago. And uh, we will chat with you guys next time. Peace.